Hello and welcome to Learn It From a Layman. We are back again after another hiatus. Uh, it turns out that Cameron's busy and I have five children, so life is crazy. But we had to come back because the clamoring, the you know, incessant uh, letters and fan mail kept us in the podcasting world. Right, Cam? Yes. I mean, um, when you say letters, we mean electronic letters. They, they flooded our inboxes, just Email. wanting us to come back and uh, uh, give more, more of what we do for everyone. Words of wisdom. It, 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 yes, yes. We'll just leave it there. Exactly. Less is more. Exactly. Especially of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about Halloween. It is the... Topic du jour, uh, apropos the the holiday season, the first holiday season of the fall. So this is one that a lot of people treat, I think, very much like Christmas. People that don't uh, have the same investment in Christmas invest a lot of importance in Halloween. Uh, well, agree, you, Cameron? There are very a lot of similarities with Halloween and Christmas. Um, People are scary and break into houses and um, want things from other people, you know? That's right. So uh, there are a lot of similarities there. Exactly. And there are also, there's food involved. Yeah, food and children expecting gifts. I don't give my children anything for Halloween. So I don't even give them candy. They have to get that from the other people. Okay, so let's start this uh, at the beginning, like we frequently do with these types of topics. We're going to talk just briefly about the Halloween's history. Um, we won't spend too much time because that's boring, but just so everyone is clear on this, because I sure wasn't. Um, Halloween is, uh, you know, All Hallows Eve. So this is, uh, it comes, it's got some pagan roots from uh, some Celtic harvest festivals from, you know, uh, decades not decades centuries and centuries ago um but it was christianized uh pretty you know what the dates were when it was christianized but you know um hundreds and hundreds and pretty early yep and so it became a day to remember uh so all hallows eve the day before um uh, all hallows day is the day that you remember saints and martyrs and the faithful um members of the church that have died so this is a christian holiday uh that is once again kind of come from pagan roots become a christian holiday and once again kind of lost christian significance it's now just a a, very much a global holiday i was recently uh, today talking to a friend of ours who's from australia she's not christian herself and her mother is over visiting and she still lives in australia and she said her mother is the one that inspired uh, her with her love for halloween like i said they were not particularly christian um they don't really have a christian background and they come from australia and they love halloween so it is a global holiday it's kind of a global uh, idea of just being able to now go out and steal candy from people (laughs) and dress up however you want I think we should also, um, you know, with the Hispanic culture, um, Day of the Dead, where ah, you, yes. there's um, 
a very similar Halloween theme to that as well. So it's true. And there, yeah, there are other cultures that, that celebrate it in a slightly different way. Um, we're not going to necessarily spend time on that, but uh, to each their own. Um, I do think that we're going to spend most of the time on, on the commercialized version of Halloween, the, the picture of, of, uh, you know, spooky, ghouly, ghosty type stuff, um, costumes and candy. I do think this All Hallows' Eve, Day of the Dead stuff is very interesting from a more spiritual and meaningful part of life. We don't spend a lot of time on that uh, for Halloween, but I think it is interesting to at least touch on and to consider that it is a day that we can remember uh, good people in our lives that have passed on. Obviously, if you're Christian, then that's a, a Christian holiday. If not, you know, it's been taken by lots of other religions, lots of other cultures, and kind of used for a similar purpose. So take that for what it's worth. I think it's worth a lot, honestly. Um, but we're going to talk more about the commercial aspects of it because, well, I have five children, and they're all looking for costume ideas. And so if you're listening to us in order to get co- uh, costume inspiration, hopefully we can help with that, and then some ideas for Halloween traditions and things that might be fun to do. So let's uh, let's start digging in there. Now, Cameron, what oh. are, do you have Halloween traditions that you'd like to share? Anything that you particularly focus on or do uh, ritually during Halloween? Uh, I ritually like to always want to scare small children. Uh, <laughs> they must be small. <laughs> Well, actually, to you, most people are small. So Most people are small to me, but um, I think it's fair as fair. You know, I'm afraid of midgets, so I can <laughs> scare small people. Little people. Little people. <laughs> Sorry, little people. Uh, I think it's a good turnaround, you know? One day a year, I get to scare some people that scare me, you know, 364 days of the year. Exactly. So. <laughs> good, good. Um, okay. And how do you go about scaring um, small people? Uh, I usually just stand somewhere and just stare creepily, and that does usually just does it for me. Um, Doesn't sound like you need a special holiday for that, though. I I, I don't. Um, uh, I I really didn't have a lot of stock in. I think at, growing up, we always came up with elaborate ideas that we wanted to do for people, we did, didn't we? Yes. Have firecrackers next to the sidewalk to go off and noises you know like really to scare people i think i think that's always been kind of a part of the commercial thing that a lot of people like to do is either go get scared or want to do something scary because it's in like in a good fun way you know yeah some people like to experience that um so yeah, that's I, always been fun. i found interesting yeah I, so, so yeah i yeah. think that um haunted houses are fun I have not done one in a long time, so that's my caveat here. But when I used to do haunted houses, uh, I really enjoyed them. So if you haven't done one in a while, like me, maybe go out and make that something that you do. Uh, From what I've read, it's actually good for you to be scared sometimes. It can be good for your heart and general cardiovascular health to actually get that shock sometimes. So I, I think going out and doing a haunted house is probably better than going to a scary movie. They might have some similar things, but you know, at least you get to walk around, you get to interact with people uh, and you get to figure out if you have epilepsy with the strobe lights. Yes. Um, There's actually a haunted house here in um, Utah 
called the Haunted Castle. They have a scale um, between one and five for how scary things get. Um, apparently, I had a, a lady, I work at a hotel, who went through this um, just a couple days ago. Um, she did level four, and apparently at level four, they're allowed to touch you. Oh, and you think that raises the stakes. <laughs> They actually threw a bag over her head and picked her up and dragged her off somewhere else. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, she actually got stopped a little bit. And um, apparently, that was level four. And she's like, "I have no clue what level five is, but I'm going back to do level five. You actually um, so, lose a limb and, and level five. <laughs> so like she said, "I think you could get strapped down on a table, and they'll like actually like scare the the living daylights out of you." Um, Hopefully we're not we think, tor- talking torture techniques, but uh... I have no clue. I mean, I guess if you sign the waiver, they can waterboard you. <laughs> My <laughs> gosh! <laughs> but apparently, they can go a little bit more to the extreme. Um, I didn't even know places like that existed. When I talk, when I'm thinking about a haunted house, I'm thinking about the you know the jump scare type stuff. And generally, yeah. you know, uh, it it's kind of very tame and something kids can usually handle but that sounds like you yeah you need to be uh, uh yeah, that's do the scale level they have like one for the kiddos you know and stuff like that and then they just go up so wow uh, yeah uh, there's a lot of places out like that so you know if you have one locally and you want to get scared go for it you know have some fun yeah so um other traditions that I've actually picked up after being married is um, my in-laws. They do a creepy spaghetti dinner every Halloween. Um, so they like to make things kind of gruesome and stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. Meatballs are like, <laughs> like that, you know, right? Um, red punch, you know, stuff like that. So sure, has stuff with that. That's so, so yeah, and um, in my area, in my in my church group, we have a, a guy that uh, often it's a family, but an older guy kind of heads the the father of the home kind of heads it up. They invite a bunch of people over, and they do a, it's a jack o' lantern carving Halloween activity, and and what he does is he does a bunch of uh, you know science experiments that involve. You know, so you can get your jack-o'-lantern to to barf, for example. Um, a bunch of, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember what all he does. He does lots of things with like soap and and uh, dry ice and uh, you know just some very tame things. And one of the ones that he also does, this is usually how he finishes, is he does um, he soaks, <laughs> um, <laughs> he soaks. Uh, toilet paper rolls in like uh, gas, uh, kerosene right. maybe. Anyway, and then we'll drop one in a in your jack o' lantern and light it uh, light it on fire so that it looks like well, I mean, so your jack o' lantern is essentially being sacrificed, but it's for a noble cause. Um, and last year we went. He had this was very dangerous. Uh, I'm not mentioning any names here, all right? The jack-o'-lantern was much too close to the pallet of toilet paper that had been soaked in 
you know, this kerosene or gasoline or whatever it was. And when he lit the one on fire, the 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 plume of uh, fire coming out of the jack-o'-lantern jumped and went over to the ball- the pallet full of toilet papers doused in ca- you know, gasoline and essentially lit the whole thing on fire. And this is just in his backyard, right? And all of a sudden you've got a like, full-on blaze that can't be doused. Like you can't just put it out with water. And uh, that's <laughs> this will also tell you with the kind of person i am but to be fair we were trying to leave before that but at that point i took my kids and left <laughs> and nobody yeah. died so there we go hopefully so i re- don't recommend doing that for your halloween but everything before that fun you know involve uh, the kids love those types of activities as far as barfing jack-o'-lanterns and jack-o'-lanterns with bubbles coming out of their head and all those types of things so that's an option. Uh, I I like carving a jack o' lantern. I do two or three every year. Um, just call it carving. I mean, do you have a favorite it, pattern that you go with? Or you just generally like the scary or the weird or. Um, I like to do themes actually. Um, I'm a little bit of a nerd, so last year I did a firefly. Um, Ooh, nice. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. Um, turned out pretty good. Uh, so, like, I like to buy the tools, you know, and do the carving and the shaving and stuff like that if you need to get the glue. and Do you, get, like, some do you get patterns off, online? Yeah, you can usually find patterns online and just okay. go from there. Not artistic enough to freehand it. Right. Um, Me neither. But, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I like doing that. Um, one year for my sister-in-law, I did... Um, she was really into Twilight, so I did a Jacob Lantern for her. Um, if you know what I mean, lantern. A, a lantern that had Jacob's profile. Oh, like, okay. Wolf, wolf yeah. boy. Oh yeah, nice. Um, I did that. Uh, what else have we done? We've done a bunch, um, different things like that. So we, we have fun. Yeah, it sounds like those are time-consuming and artistic. Uh, I, on the other hand, go for very cheap wordplay value. So, or or even just kind of Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin and Hobbesian in in your my approach to jack-o'-lanterns, where you know you can have one jack-o'-lantern kind of with bits of like another another, of, of yes. another jack-o'-lantern hanging out of its mouth. You know, um, jack-o'-lanterns where they are uh, clearly, um, uh, you know, having brains spill out of their mouth. You know, those types of cheap things. There's also the the well-known one of pumpkin pie where you carve the pie symbol into the pumpkin and thus pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. All right. All right. The good one. Uh-huh. Yes, that is nice. Uh, this year, I'm doing a pineapple, just so you know. Okay, so here's another question I've had in years past, and so maybe people would be interested in this. When you do a jack-o'-lantern, if you do it too early, it starts molding like crazy, right? Uh, unless you do some preparation with it. So what do you do to prep it? Because I've tried things and generally um, So I, I went on the internet, and I believe... Uh, what was it? Uh, basically, you... You have to get everything out and do like 
you can't have any guts and stuff in it. Have to make it nice and smooth. And then if you um, put like almost a petroleum over it and kind of heat that up so it gets in there, then it stays a little bit nicer. So last year we tried a bleach solution. And I think that might have worked if we had done it correctly. But it's I think it said you need to submerse uh, the the pumpkin after you like you said after you've like cleaned it out for like ten minutes like, or something like that and like thirty minutes something like yeah, that it's yeah it's a while and we didn't read that part and so we like dumped it in there for like five seconds and pulled it back out and it turns out that didn't really do anything so no it has to be in there for a bit um, and then I think yeah and maybe then sometimes they have the petroleum on, I don't know. There's yeah, a couple think, different right heads. So. Yeah. But anyway. yeah. Okay, so that's uh, jack-o'-lanterns. Worth doing. Useful. Um, what about um, costumes? What, what what do you do with costumes? So costumes are always a always a huge topic. I think you know. Um, there's always the debate um, whether store buy versus um, homemade you know i i feel that if you want to do a homemade more power to you um you're going to get a better costume i feel um, but it does take more time and effort on your part so you know think about that yep um that's what what the internet is great for this and that you can get lots of ideas out there but there is sometimes you know as is often the case with the internet too much right you get just overloaded with information overloaded with ideas it's hard to narrow it down so let's name a couple of our favorites i'll start so there was one a couple years ago uh, that i saw that i really enjoyed and people may or may not have seen this before but it's the blind ref costume so you get a referee shirt you know black shorts or black pants or whatever and then dark shades for your uh for your sunglasses and then just a, a white stick so that you're clearly blind and you're a referee so a blind ref yes nice high, qual- high quality it was a good one it was that is good um i mean there's there's oh man so i always find um you know couple costumes are always big oh yeah and also um as a larger person it's always harder for me to find a costume that works well for me sure so um i saw one the other day um an avocado <laughs> nice and the belly put out is the pit <laughs> awesome yes so um definitely like that um i'm sure everyone that's been to college understands what halloween means for that for costumes so yeah yeah there we'll are just- yeah, we'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> I have seen some other good ones that I really recommend. So as far as couple costumes go, my wife and I, the last two years, have done kind of couple costume things where uh, two years ago she was Wonder Woman and I was Clark Kent with my uh, shirt button unbuttoned so that you could see like a Superman shirt underneath that. So that's a very simple one. All you need is a suit, some glasses, and a Superman shirt that can go underneath uh, that was very simple um, for me, at least on my part. My wife's was slightly more complex, but we don't spend a lot of money on these costumes. 
the other one that we did most recently and even simpler was I was Jake from State Farm, which is a well-known uh, yeah. costume, strangely, from a single advertisement. But um, it was a good one. So I was Jake from State Farm, and my wife was Flo from Progressive. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever watched How You Met Your Mother. Uh, Kate and I did. She was the slutty pumpkin, but not actually the slutty pumpkin. And I was the hanging pad. Nice. I have not seen How I Met Your Mother, but that sounds like a winning costume. So. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, also, things of great couple costumes, you know, Eminem, um, Oompa Loompa. Right. I do think it's useful if you have a distinctive look or distinctive features, you play into that. So, my friend, who looked a lot like Napoleon Dynamite, one year when it's Napoleon Dynamite and was very convincing. Uh, so, and, and then another friend, well, actually it's the same friend. He's got lots of distinctive features, grew out his beard six months before Halloween once, uh, and when it's Paul Bunyan and made himself like a big paper mache ox, uh, blue, a blue ox. And had got, I think he had gotten an actual very large ax, um, and, uh, had this massive beard. And, uh, so you can really invest time, and you don't have to invest a lot of money if you invest time. But there are some options there for you. Another one, this one I recommend against, but if you're going as Obi-Wan Kenobi, the original, of course. You're thinking white hair, right? White hair. I recommend going and getting some of that white hair, hair spray stuff from the Halloween party stores, Halloween stores, as opposed to trying to do it on the cheap with, say, flour, as I may have done as a child. Because (laughs) you put flour in your hair, and then after the Halloween experience is over, trick-or-treating, you come back, you jump in the shower, it turns out flour and water, bad combination in hair. So... I essentially had a paper mache head for like a week because it just dried to my head and I was done. So don't do that. Granted, if you'd taken a longer shower and washed your hair a couple more times. You would have thought, right? (laughs) (laughs) I swear I tried, though. Of course, I was also 11 years old, so maybe I didn't know what I was doing. But uh, something to watch out for is flour in the hair. Probably not a good idea. Oh, another great one, Coke and Pepsi. Just get a Coke and Pepsi shirt. Nice. There you go. I, I've also seen another uh, another winner I was a big fan of was the, um, you know, the windsock um, people that they have out in front of, like, car dealerships where, like, wind's blowing up the little wind guy and his arms are waving around. You see uh-huh. that? All right. Yeah. So I had a coworker once that came for our, our company's Halloween costume competition and that's what he came as and so all you had to do was like just wave around and be crazy um very well done though acted the part perfectly i think he if, if he didn't win he was certainly he, he placed so uh not a lot of uh, expense for that costume i don't think he did buy it but it was not it's not particularly uh difficult but 
it was a it was a quality one. Also, a plug-in for um, the Office Facebook with Jim. He what? just he just wrote book on his face. <laughs> we called a book face for copyright purposes. I think we can hedge around that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. There's also yes. When anytime you can rip it from a very well-known uh, TV show or something like you said, How I Met Your Mother or The Office, then obviously you're going to be winning as well. People are going to be able to connect with it because I think that's a lot of the costumes. Is you want to be able to. Of course, the kids are going to want to go as like a ghost or a witch or something or Harry Potter, which I had like my, my daughter for two years in a row. My daughter, she was like four and five years old, two years in a row, wanted to go as not Hermione Granger, but actually Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley is who she wanted to be two years in a row. You know, if it had been Harry, I would have understand. But exactly, Ron? right? Either Hermione or Harry. Who... As a four-year-old, it's not like we had somehow like emphasized Ron Weasley, but somehow Ron Weasley is who she chose that she wanted to go as. And when when she went around dressed up in her Hogwarts robes with you know whatever, people ask, of course, oh you're Hermione, and she would say, no, I am Ron Weasley. <laughs> cool. Should have gone at least to go to Ginny Weasley. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, but uh, good so. news. Oh, um, I was uh, kind of sidetracked off of all the random costumes. Um, If you don't have any kids in your lives and just a bunch of adult friends, I I might suggest doing a mystery dinner party thing for Halloween. Yeah. Um, You can pick that up for actually pretty cheap. Um, Just send it out to your friends. They have, it's pretty easy to set up and do and really have a fun time. If you, like doing those kinds of things sure cool that does sound like a good idea uh, you know there's a lot of activities out there that you can do either with kids or without kids you know there are pumpkin patches there are um you know obviously we already talked about haunted houses um, I have some pumpkin patches we've lived next to one last year yeah closed off the street every day ah uh, of course right yep 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 well, don't we, there's all <laughs> <laughs> right. There's also uh, corn mazes, though, and corn ma- corn mazes are a lot of fun. So if you do live close enough to a corn maze, those can be a good activity. That uh, sometimes they'll do haunted corn mazes, so you get both kind of the haunted house experience and the and to to do a corn maze. So, but. Uh, all right, and okay. So then, the last two things I wanted: to, uh, food and and kind of games. When you already started talking kind of about games, you can get together as adults and do like a like a uh, activity like that. Um, there are kids love you know bobbing for apples. I think that's a activity we often do around Halloween. Um, there's also uh, what is the one I was going to name? Oh yeah, caramel apples. So that's not really an activity, but uh, those types of things. Lots of carnival games. If you go to a school or a church, they'll have a Halloween fair and there are lots of carnival games uh, that people put on usually around this time. So um, but, kids love those types of things. Uh, adults might want to take a pass on those. But What was that, Cameron? 
So don't put razor blades in your caramel apples. That's not cool. That is a bad idea. Um, you remember, right. Mom, talking about that as a kid? Yes, yes, I do remember hearing about that. The 90s scare of people putting razor blades and all sorts of random crap and candy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so last thing, food. And so this will, will both span the candy that you give away, the candy that you get, and the food that you eat. So candy that you give away, I am cheap. Um, I go for you know, your Costco bag of candy and give that stuff away or... Um, I know that there are people that do a lot more as far as getting, you know, whole bags of candy, little bags that they give to every kid that comes by or, you know, the big candy bars. Those are the cool, cool people on the street. Give away the big candy bars. Um, I have never been I have ne- I've never aspired to be that person, but uh, maybe maybe there's someday in the future that I will become that person. But I do have candy. I don't want to be a bah humbug Halloween um joy uh kill joy so get your candy out if even if you don't participate get your candy out so the kids can have some dang it and uh but just whatever i'm i don't kids don't really care that much just get some candy out in front if you're going to be the cool kid on the, the cool house on the block get some big ones uh big bags or big candy bars or whatever um otherwise just put the cheap stuff and if you get the cheap stuff you can put it out in a bowl in front because who's going to pillage the, the the cheap stuff if you get the bigger stuff then you have to play um guard you know you've got to make sure that nobody steals all of your big your big candy bars but how about you cameron any particular candy you give away Ooh, um we usually go for the costco bags oh, yeah. um I remember when we were kids, um, for our neighbors that we had good relationships with, uh, we always did kind of a goodie bag specifically for them. Right. Um, that had a little bit more kind of showing, you know, thanks for being our neighbor. Thanks for being our friends, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I have been to places, um, where, you know, random different stuff has been put out, um, I have gone trick-or-treating with nieces and nephews frequently. Um, not necessarily with your kids, but or uh, but with my wife's side of the family. Right. Um, one of the houses we went to, the guy actually just had a big bag where you just had to stick your hand in and grab stuff. Um, so he had a bunch of different things. He actually had some money in so- on some of the candy that he did. Nice. And um, he actually also had ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and actually, some of the kids in the neighborhood would specifically go to that house and try just to get the ramen noodles because they thought it was hilarious. So <laughs> that's that's quality, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's also when you're when you're planning out your trick or treating experience, it's got to be some combination of of finding a place where houses are pretty close together. Uh, but also not where one a place that's necessarily overrun with kids, because then it just becomes too much. So if you can find a place where um, houses are pretty close, you know, people participate, but that is not completely overrun, that's going to often be the best bang for the buck, um, at least stress-wise and candy-wise. So, um, yeah, um, that's it. Definitely agree with that. Um... Also, I would also like a lot of church groups like to do trunk or treats, you know. That's true. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's that's an option. Yep. Church groups. I think some schools still do something like that. Uh, sometimes HOAs will actually put on something like that as well. So uh, 
you know, look around, try to figure out if there's anything that, that you want to participate in. Um, okay, so then, well, I don't spend time on what candy you get. Whatever you get, everyone knows the kind of candy they like and what's good quality and what's Smarties. Smarties, low-quality candy. Come on, guys. Step up our game. Snort it. What? I mean... <laughs> what was that? Don't pick up your Smarties and snort it. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Not a good idea. Don't, don't, don't snort Pop Rocks. You'll regret that one also. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, words of wisdom. Um... Okay, so the final thing is just food other than candy that you, we do around Halloween. Now, I know my family, the tradition is chili and cornbread. That's what I really like around Halloween. Uh, I'm very much into my chili mood. When as fall hits, starts to get cold outside, I like my, my chili, I like my cornbread. I recently had the best cornbread of my life uh, at a work function. It may or may not have tasted kind of like a cinnamon roll, so... Maybe it's cheating, but it had cornbread texture, dang it. So, um, have you had cornbread? Have I had what? My cornbread. I don't know if I have. Now make a good cornbread. You might like it. I do a oh. sweet cornbread. I like. Just... Apparently, I like sweet cornbread. I wouldn't have necessarily said I would have, and then I had one last year, and it was amazing. Well, I'll have to make you some. I do it in a cast iron skillet, too. Nice. Well, I will not make you my cornbread because I don't make cornbread. But I will eat your cornbread and it'll be fair. So, Okay. And uh, I'll get some chili to go along with that. Awesome. So get your chili out, get your cornbread and your candy and uh, enjoy this Halloween. Any any last last things to add, Cameron? Um, even though it's fun to scare people, it's also fun to make people feel happy. And candy is a good way to do that. True. So get out there with your candy, bowls of candy, and give people, kids, some smiles or some screams, whatever. Either way, participate and uh, don't be a, you know, a Scrooge about Halloween. And we will see you back next time. If you have other ideas for costumes or food that you that you think we should have mentioned here, drop it in the comments. Send us, uh, send us what you think and. And we will uh, try to get around to that um, for next time. So thanks, and we will see you back for our next podcast.